Unmastered Title Unmastered Sam Tranks <laughs> Okay A.K.A. OG The Bull Tranks A.K.A. Speedy Come on with Give me host. mine <laughs> I thought you was gonna come in With my With my co-host The lovely Caitlin A.K.A. Giggs Did you Ever listen to that episode That you weren't on Episode 13 With you and the bull Yes no, I never listened to that. Jesus. <laughs> Can't even get a listen from you. Um, no, but whenever I introed it, I said, um, the gigs effect is in full effect. <laughs> I liked how, it. How was the episode? You asked me that last episode. We're not I'm not doing this with you today. As in you don't want to record? No, as in I'm not. You literally asked me that same question and we talked about it for 10 minutes on last week's episode. Oh, okay. I guess it went well. (laughs) Just listen to last week's episode for your own answer. (laughs) I might have to do that. What's up, though? Nothing. I wanted you posed the off-air statement and you said you had it pin down the best op, uh, office episode so go ahead the best episode of the office mm-hmm. oh yeah so the absolute best episode of the office and I'm first of all before I tell you which episode it is I want to get down to why I feel this way okay okay so the reason why I feel this way is because I'm, I'm voting I'm ranking this on a few different things the fluidity or the, the um, not the fluidity, but the connect, the connecting conversations with all the characters. I feel as though this is one of the episodes where they all mesh very, very well. Uh, that's one thing. And then also, speaking of the characters, each individual, each character, you see their individual uh, personalities in this episode or like, like their strong points of what they add to the show. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like all types of different storylines within um hold on within this episode i'm looking for the actual thing hold on so and from what i what i found so i i did i went through the entire uh they had like this little bracket out i went through the entire bracket and looking at each uh matchup and the episode that i started with is the one that i think is the actual is actually the best hold on which one is it? Are you following me? Yeah, I'm here. I was I was sitting there thinking about uh, the fact that you put me onto the office years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I can't find it, but I believe it's the um. Uh, what's the episode where where um? What's the episode where Daryl and his sister and Dwight mistakes his <laughs> sister? D- Dwight mistakes Daryl for his sister. He it's says, why like would you Amy. think that a lady is me? <laughs> he said, where are, are you? Are you serious? Are you not seeing, <laughs> are you not seeing this? And he looks like, in. Uh, he looks in. He looks in the camera. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. It's. I guess it could be the meeting. I think it's season six, the meeting. I don't think it's that far back, though. Actually, yeah, season six, the meeting. Yeah, because that's when he makes Jim assistant manager. 
Right. Because he goes yep, to tell yep. everybody that Daryl committed fraud, and right when he goes to tell, Michael announces that Jim has become assistant manager, and then he goes like crazy. Actually, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Wrong episode. The episode, you know what episode I'm thinking about? I, I was looking it up, and I kind of got swayed in a different way. The episode, now that I remember, the best episode of The Office is when Michael uh, fake commits suicide with the bouncy house. That is the <laughs> best episode Wait, of the office what? ever i barely even remember that episode remember when when jim's like wait like he he's um michael's like giving this speech on top of the roof and and then jim looks he sees the bouncy house and he's like wait he he ordered a large bouncy house like what's he gonna do with that and then he realized like wait he's gonna fake commit suicide he's so he's gonna kill himself trying to act like he <laughs> you know killed himself yeah, I remember the episode, but I don't remember. That's not like a trend. I think it's season three, episode like 19. Yeah, I mean, just you could just Google what episode did Michael Scott. Um, Whatever. I like, honestly, if I had to pick an episode, I'm going to pick off of the like the episode that I repeat the most in my day to day life, which is probably con- the convict. Because I probably recite the prison mic part like, like every day, <laughs> if not every other day. Because when he goes, um, uh, you would be the bell of the ball. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> Wait. It's season um, It's season three, episode 20. I knew it was close. So- Episode twenty. That is to me. That's my. That's the best episode of The Office. I have to rewatch that because for some reason, like I remember the bouncy. I know what I know what episode you're talking about, and I remember the bouncy house scene, and I remember that being funny. I just don't. I have to rewatch it. That's a that's a bold take. I also Listen. like the one where Dwight sets the fire and all. Oh, that's that's a good one too. That's a good one too. You know what? I think those two episodes were like the first two matchups that I watched in the bracket that I found. I think those were the two that were going up against each other. That's a classic as well. When when Pam or not when Pam when Angela throws the cat. I love my part, and that is when Toy cuts the face off the mask, and he goes, and he's like, turns around with the mask on and then he has to go to corporate and he's like why did you cut the face off of a dummy he's like because i wanted to see if it was realistic turns out it's not it's not (laughs) yeah so that's what i've been up to the office and um trying to find the motivation to work out during this quarantine Mm -hmm. i feel you have you worked out at all? I did a little bit yesterday. I mean, I've been taking uh, Dominic on walks. Um, and then yesterday I did a little bit. But honestly, I'm in such, like, survival mode right now. Like, not even on some, like, corona shit. <laughs> like, I'm on some emotional survival right now. So, I'm just... Emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I'm kind of just... Let's just say, I don't want to talk much about it, but I'm in a huge transition right now, I guess, and something I didn't foresee coming, and I'm just trying to stay above water, if that makes sense, which it doesn't, but I mean, it makes sense to you because you know what I'm talking about, but 
anybody listening, I'm just, you know, if you've ever been in one of those times of your life where you're just glad to be able to wake up and get out of bed and do the essentials, like take care of your kid and work, like that's success for me. That's what sounds pathetic, but that's what my accomplishment is uh, on a day-to-day basis, which I try not to be hard on myself for, because I think when you're really going through something emotionally that you should not reward yourself, but like, you know, be okay with yourself that some days, if all you have is just the fact that you got out of bed and like, were able to go to work or whatever, and you're like, that's okay to have those days. So I'm trying to like, stay somewhere between, you know, being okay and allowing myself to have this time to kind of regroup. And also I'm very extremely... <laughs> Whatever she's talking about, we're in the middle of a quarantine and Caitlin is ready. No, I'm not. If you didn't know, you know now. No, nobody knows nothing. There's nothing to know. No, there's nothing to know. Nope. Did, I, did I jump the gun on that? Uh, okay. Well. Yep. Okay, well... Continue on. We're just in a pending. I'm in a loading. Buffering. Buffering. I'm buffering. Buff- oh my gosh. What a word. Buffering. I'm that used to be buffering. like a curse word. Yo, remember like dial up internet? Yes. <laughs> buffering was the like the kryptonite of dial up internet. Did you remember that? AOL? Yes. I was just going to ask you did you used to participate in like the chat rooms? Mm, no, not really. You missed that, like really. if anything, if I did, I was a lurker. Like whenever it was any type of chat rooms, I, I was always just watching. You weren't like the creep bull sending the D pics. No, that was, that was you. No, hell, hell no. So actually, funny story: an AOL chat room is the first time I've ever seen a you know male reproductive organ. In a chat room, I I never really been in chat rooms. Chat rooms are like a, that's a white thing. Like I'll be in chat rooms getting lured into fucking <laughs> <laughs> traveling cross state and shit like that. Coming up missing. Well, black people ain't really in the uh, chat rooms. It's not our thing. Well, okay, that's not necessarily. I I could argue that Twitter is kind of like very similar to a chat room, and black people like rule Twitter. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree. With that. I, I, I wouldn't say. Would you say? I mean, I, I've never been in the chat room. So, would you say yeah, that Twitter is essentially it's just back and forth dialogue? Like you know, it's that's it's it's similar. I mean, at the end of the day, bottom line, it's people communicating with each other, and that's all social media platforms. But listen, so anyway, me and Brittany, shout out to Brittany. I wonder if she remembers this story. We were on the chat rooms, and, you know, we used to get in there and be like, ASL, you know, what's your ASL? <laughs> what was that? Age, sex, and location. So they'd be like, you know, 18, male, PA, whatever. But it'd be people from all over. And, like, at that point, that was, like, new. Like, oh, shoot, I'm talking to somebody from Florida or whatever. And how old were you? Middle school. Time? Like, So I was young. Oh, Right. Yeah. So... Um, this guy. Why were you on this? Well, we had, we weren't supposed to be like we were not supposed Clearly. to be in these chat rooms. But you were like twelve. So, well, here's the here's the thing. My grandma, 
um, she used to, you know, be in these chat rooms as well. That's how I kind of like figured out what they were. She actually met Ray, my step pap in the chat room. Like that's how she met him, flew out, married. Like my grandma is an OG to this online dating stuff. Oh wow! Married him, and they were married. You know, uh, what sixteen or so years until she passed away. But so she, I would see she like that's how all these chat like the chat rooms I kind of figured like found them all out. So anyway, I'm in like sixth grade. Me and Brittany were messing around on there, and there's people in there. Thank God these don't really exist anymore. That were like 20, you know, 25 years old, whatever. And I just remember one time, you know, we used to make up stuff. Like we never would tell like our information. We would say like, you know, we're, you know, 19 from, you know, Texas, whatever. And this guy sent us a picture over the chat. And me and Brittany were just like, oh my goodness. We were so like shocked and just like it was just the worst. And then we heard him and clicked out of it. Um, and then can't Oh my god, what was yeah, that? Yeah, basically. And then not long after that, Cameron was in on AOL Messenger. I if Cameron's listening, I hope he's not mad. I tell the story. He got into a verbal argument with another kid in the neighborhood, uh, someone we knew, and he said, He's like, Shut up or I'll kill you. Well, AOL like contacted my parents and Cameron was like lifetime banned from AOL for making death threats. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, like imagine now you think how the internet is now. But like, yeah, they called my parents. They, I remember them sitting him down. He was in so much trouble. Like they banned him from there. <laughs> so we yes. were all over, like we were all over the internet streets young in my house. Yeah, I see. Which is funny. <laughs> which is funny because I like how the internet is now. It took me such a long time to truly understand the internet. And shout out to Quan because you and Quan used to be, and we talked about this not that long ago, you know, privately, but like you and Quan used to be like, in my perspective, heavy in the internet streets, in like the deep troll roads of twitter and social media am i off on that or would you agree no uh, yeah i was uh I used, to, I used to be active well i just remember like you know you're gonna laugh this story and if kwan's listening you know i don't know if he'll remember but when dominic was born i'm talking to the listeners sam had this picture it was just one of those pictures that was like good timing where he had on a pair of headphones and he was yawning well, Sam tweeted the picture out and was like, Dominic, and I think you actually said Dominic listening to a Joe Budden album, which yeah. I, I have issues with now. It got me blocked by Joe Budden. Actually, that's probably what, what that's probably the exact moment he blocked me. That's hilarious that you're blocked by him. And that's one of my favorite people on this planet. But anyway, so still blocked. you still are blocked. He talks about that on the podcast all the time about all the people he blocked like over the years. <laughs> so, it's got to be like yeah, he he started the process of like unblocking people. But um, so anyway, so then Sam tweets this picture out of Dominic. It's you know cute and funny. He's he's yawning with the headphones on, and Quan I remember being one of the people who ran with it, 
And then there was like, you know, it didn't go very far. Like it wasn't like a viral thing. And this might even be why, because once I saw Sam and his friend Quan, you know, tweeting it with the picture, I went insane and lost my shit. <laughs> I think I still, in I still have. In hindsight, can, can you understand why we were like, yo, you need to relax. Well, but I wasn't, to be fair to myself, I wasn't really on the internet like that. Like, I didn't understand what it was. I didn't understand why that would be funny. Like, you know, also too. Yo, this was like three years ago. No, it wasn't. Don't do that. It was when Dominic was a baby. Dominic was like one. Okay. He's like. Five years. Yeah, it was a while ago. I, he wasn't even one yet. You're talking about you didn't, you were new on the internet. You, you were new on the internet in 2015? I just got a Twitter like that year. I was new to Twitter and stuff. I, I all I had was a Facebook, and I was new to Twitter. So okay. yeah. So anyway, so I messaged Quan. I had the DM still. I just recently deleted them. Where I was like, take Dominic's picture down, blah blah blah, and then some other random guy. I went to every person who retweeted it or like replied to it and personally messaged them, like, "This is my son. Take his picture off your timeline." I remember one of the dudes messaged me back and was like, "I didn't mean any disrespect. It's just a funny picture. Like, I didn't, I don't understand." I was like, "Listen, you're a grown ass man that has a baby's picture saved in your phone. Delete the picture." <laughs> Like he delete, he was like, "I'm so sorry," and deleted it. Yeah, you uh, you went above and beyond on that one. Yeah, but I, yeah, but you and Quan used to be doing the most on Twitter and face on social media. Yeah, that was years, literally years ago, though. Well, Quan, I feel like still baits people. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah, what they got? Yeah, that's a whole like. <laughs> culture i'm not a part of that shit yeah now i get it though like now i'm fine with it and like I, if it were today it'd be a completely different story but back then but then too let's not forget the time let's tell the story about the time that you recorded me when i was extremely upset about a serious matter and you recorded me and sent it to Quan. so like there was a history there of why i didn't like your interactions with Quan, because yin's used to be cruel with some shit yeah, none of it was was that serious. You just no, I was screaming at you because I was pregnant, easy. and you were out in Pittsburgh till four o'clock in the morning, and you recorded me flipping out on you, and then you. What are you flipping out? Because on I for? was seven months pregnant, and you were out until that's when you were seeing somebody. What did you? What did you need? What did you need from me? I was yes, huh? I don't want to say any names, but yes, it was. It was when you were talking to somebody, and you started going out to Pittsburgh. All right, we're not. All right, we're not. We're not going. We're not and then you sent it, and then you sent it to him. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm only saying that because you're you you'll say like, oh, I just did the most, but it wasn't just me doing the most. There was history behind why I had an, an issue with you two's interactions to begin with. Yeah, I agree. You're just trying to get out of, out, out of this any way <laughs> you possibly. You sure, never, whatever, whatever never you just say. say. I agree to me. <laughs> sure. 
That was funny. We go wrong with it. And that's extra funny to me because I know how badly you wanted out of that based off of <laughs> No, because I, I know when you were about to take it to a whole nother level. All right, that's fair. Did you see Floyd Mayweather's daughter stab that uh, money bag yo's baby mom? You mean NBA young boy? <laughs> You're like Vlad. I'm literally like 80 years old. I have I have no idea who all the young rappers are. Yeah, NBA Young Boy, nice though. But um, yeah, I saw that. I'm not. I don't. I'm not paying it no mind now. The only part of it that I thought was uh interesting was like the day, the same day or the day after he posted a video of him working out boxing with his son. Like nothing in the world bothered him like that there was nothing going on well he got a lot his his uncle died the they, they his baby mom died like, yeah but imagine his daughter just got just about to be in jail for a yeah minute. but imagine dominic like stabbing somebody and then like that same day you just posting a video of you working he don't out. control his, he don't control his social media he's 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 been open about that so he not he don't he don't actually post that oh shit. okay I, did, I seen that video too, though. Should have been had young boy doing that. That's your takeaway. <laughs> Boxing, young boy like twenty. Who his son is? Oh, yeah, young he not a little kid. He just turned like he just turned like eighteen and twenty one or something. Maybe like he didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what's up. Either way. Yeah, I'm kind of. And so, and it's hard when Floyd is is the fighter. You know what I'm saying? Now he's in more of a coach role too. Yeah, I'm kind of. Um, speaking of sports and kids playing sports that their dads did, Dominic's football season, I believe, is um, canceled. Looks that way. I. Did they send another email? Um, no, but they refunded me my money, and I saw that there was a bunch of people oh. on the email chain, so a lot of people must have been inquiring. Damn, yo, they probably spent they probably spent a lot of that money already. Yeah, I'm sure they did, but I mean, I told I told them I would re-register him, uh, you know, if things change. But I don't want like I don't know how you feel, but once they lift this band and we get on the other side of this, I'm still not going outside for a solid like week or two because, you know, I'm going to let everybody else hit that. <laughs> Y'all test it out. Y'all test the streets out. Yeah. Because you know, like it's not just going to disappear and go away. It's not, that's impossible. It's like, I understand that there's probably going to come a point where, they're going to have to put people back to work and open up businesses. Otherwise, like, we'll, we'll never recover. And I don't think they care that much about people and health to even, like, to the point where they, they're going to know that, like, it's still going to be going on. But they can't keep everything closed forever. Right. So, uh, you know, my brother, uh, his friend that works in New York, um, he's had to declare more people dead in the past two weeks than he has in his entire career. And so it's it's insane, like what they're seeing up there. Mm. Damn, mm-hmm. it's like it's not looking any better. Like there's no at this point no upside to it. 
people are literally going going in there kind of sick and then days later did yeah and i guess like i i was reading a doctor um on twitter who said he was on the side of saying like oh this is just a form of like the flu like he was one of those no big deal people when it first came out and then he saw it in his hospital and he said this the scans of people's lungs are something he's never seen and like that's what i've been reading the most is just what happens to your lungs and the way it attacks your lungs is something that they can't even describe. So like anybody that even smokes, like even like people who smoke, I'm talking not even cigarettes, like weed, all that, like, you know, those are the people that are people who smoke cigarettes and stuff like that. And more susceptible. Yes, because they already have, you know, the issues with their lungs and this is respiratory. So it's primarily what it's doing is it's getting into their bodies and then it's causing ammonia fluid on the lungs. And then that's what people are like, that's what's causing people to die. So people who have any type of pre-existing condition, like especially that's respiratory or people who smoke or whatever, those are the people that appear to be like, you know, grand opening, grand closing. So it's just, you know, it's interesting to me still to see so many people think this is a conspiracy. I, I like, I honestly, I don't, I'm not even on social media that much anymore because I can't take it. Yeah, man, these times is crazy. That's all I know. Yeah, you had a really good status the other day. I know you didn't create it because I've, I've heard this before, but I just kind of wanted to talk about it. You had this uh, status that said, um, Sometimes people change, would rather change partners than change themselves. Seemed like a lot of people were very yeah. receptive of that message. Yeah, I seen that shit on uh, Troy Ass Instagram. Did you feel like you personally identified with that, or? Hell no. Oh. I, I'm me personally. I think I'm. I invented the words, the the phrase, uh, self reflection. Really. I don't have no problem. Yeah, I'm very uh, open with things that I need to improve on. Because I, I got things that I that I know where I fall behind at. I, I I understand it and I try to work towards it and be more cognizant of it, at least present day. I do. So no, I didn't feel as though that applied to me at all. <laughs> to be honest. Mm. Okay. I think, think so? it did apply to you. Oh. Because. I think that that's part of the reason that's that played that played a part in um like our breakup and breakup similar to ours. I think that when you date young and you kind of like, you know, you've been together for a while, it's difficult to like one thing I remember about our relationship towards the end is I remember we would still talk about you would do it to me all the time. Like you would say something like, Oh, well you're this way about this. I don't, I can't think of a specific situation. And I would say, I, and I would say to you, I haven't done that for years, but when you're with somebody for so long, sometimes you get like stuck in like realizing that they've, grown or that things are different or that you need to change or I need to change because it's just like messy at that point do you know what I mean so 
sometimes it's just easier to like just be like okay this is too much and then leave the relationship and start over than it is to actually go all the way back and identify and fix issues and grow and whatever yeah so that was years ago present day i'm able to look at the things i need to improve on and do right it. yeah same i'm a big of fixing issues in the moment i don't like to let things go and i've also my biggest thing is um and i've we talked about this on one of the episodes i did it to you i am done saying things i don't mean or yeah that's the bad oh yeah you get because you you yeah you'll say a lot of different things simply temperature check for revenge it's not a revenge it's temperature checks like for example, I, I started, I said to you that on this podcast, I said, I admitted that I started dating because I wanted, I thought in my mind, I thought I would get a reaction out of you. I thought that it would make you realize like, oh, I'm about to lose whatever, you know what I mean? So I did something I didn't even want to do for a reaction out of you. Instead of me just coming to you and being like, hey, this is how I really feel. I don't want to lose this relationship, whatever, and be vulnerable. I I was like, I try to be a tough guy. And I try to be like, oh, well, look at me. I'm moving on. You still I do still that. I still do that. Like, so I, you, you uh, my co-host, need to grow up. A thousand percent right. <laughs> like, I did it in my current situation. I When we would get into arguments... Because I was feeling a little bit insecure about things. When we get into an argument, I'll be like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm moving out. And at first, the first time I did it, you know, he would say like, no, 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 no. And you would think that would be enough. There's my reaction, right? But then once I saw that I got a reaction, I liked how that felt. Because I was feeling insecure in other ways. I wasn't getting that. Uh, feeling of like like being wanted I guess enough so whenever I felt that from his response then the next time I got into an argument all right I'm leaving well what happened was he got to the point where he was like all right then leave I'm not gonna hold you here you're grown you don't want to be here then don't be here that doesn't mean I don't love you but like do what you want to do yeah that's not fully how your relationship goes but that but is that whatever. but that it has happened exactly like there's more to everything but like that isolated situation has happened and because of that like regardless of the other factors that I've never wanted to do that I've never wanted to move out so why would I even say it yeah you know how you say that I used to always make myself the victim you don't have like you say you don't have to do that I'm telling you that you don't have to blame whatever on yourself. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you're right, and that, you, yeah, but that's it. period. But Go there's on. some stuff that is truly my fault False. because of the way that I try to verbal. I try to talk like I'm a tough guy. I literally talk like a dude, and you know that in in conversation when you definitely when do. I'm upset and whatever, like. 
I, I, as emotional as I can be and vulnerable and stuff, I get very competitive and defensive. And I just don't want to be like that anymore. Good. But it's hard because it's a fine line between, you know, that and then not speaking my mind. Like, I don't know how to exist in those worlds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why you just you rise above it. What does that even mean? You, I need more specific details. So I, I'll give you a, a, per, a specific example. Our interactions. Okay. There's plenty of times where, not recently, but where you curse me out via text and paragraph or the paragraph or the paragraph, and I just either wouldn't read it or just I would read it and type out a response and just be like, you know what, let me delete it. Because I don't want to go back and forth with you. So no matter if how much I want to be right or or give my viewpoint, it don't really matter. I just want to keep the peace. I just don't really... There's no point of engaging with you because I know I've been through this before with you countless times. We argue, we say whatever, we you know, say things that might even be too far. Then it's just like, what's the point? We just... We still got to deal with each other. Yeah. And I credit that to our success in co-parenting. Because there's been plenty of times where I either, you know, wasn't taking care of this or didn't have this or came short here. And you let me know about it. But the way I try to remain calm is just like, you know what? Like, it's not like I don't want to do this or that. It's just like, you know, it is what it is right now. Yeah. I mean, that was also a uh, learning curve for me because I had, I wasn't around you like I am now. So I didn't really fully know that. And you didn't always do the best at communicating that. You would just be like, I'd be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And you'd say yes or no. And when you'd say no, you wouldn't ever give me any explanation. And you know how, like, you know, to me, when someone just says one thing or another, it's not like, oh, I can't. It's just I'm not. So I'm just I'll not a fan off. of, one, I don't make excuses anymore. And I don't really explain myself either. It's just like, this is what it is. And that's that. If I can't do something, I can't do it. You know what I'm really envious of you what? for? You, you know, you have... um now, I have friends, but we're all really close in age, and um, so we're kind of figuring life out together. But you've always had, like, um, like OGs, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. <laughs> like, you've always had, rather, like, they were people from home or sure. from Beacon Hill or just all over. You've mm-hmm. always had that. And I, even to this day, I guess you kind of become, like, my OG <laughs> in a way. <laughs> But you've always had that. It's important. And they want to see me do well, you know, so they're constantly encouraging me, checking up on me, like my old head, uh, my old head, Hall, Coach Hall. We talk all the time, you know what I'm saying? I've had some of the best conversations on earth with Coach Hall, you know what I mean? People know me to, it's hard to get in contact with me. I'm not like that as much anymore, but like, I always answer the phone for Coach Hall, call Coach Hall back. That's my man. Yeah. It's important though. Like, especially yeah. as young 
black men out here, like it's important to have somebody who's older, wiser, been there, done that. And they're not they're not gonna steer you wrong. They're not gonna sugarcoat it. You know what I mean? A lot of young boys don't have that. They leaning off their own wisdom. Yeah, and that's how I feel like, you know, first of all, to find somebody who is gone through or has has gone through a similar path as I'm currently on, I would love to have somebody like that that I could call and be like, hey, this is what's going on and this is where I'm at and have someone that can say, yeah, I've been there and this, you know what I mean? Like how you're explaining for me, like I said, my friends were all close in age and then my situation's a little bit unique with being a co-parent and whatever. I'm the only one of my immediate friend group that's in that type of situation. So a lot of times I feel like I'm just kind of out here like, you know, <laughs> you know, winging it, like fi- figuring it out as I go, I guess. Did you pass out? All right. Hello. Did you say? What? Did you? <laughs> did you hear no, anything was, I was, said? Uh, I had a, a connection issue. What did you say? <laughs> I just said that. Wait till wait, you hear what, the play no, back Did you ask that. me something? I heard what you were saying. I didn't hear you. Did you ask me something? No, but it just was funny because I said that and you were like, it went dead silent. I said, did you pass out? And then you were like, oh, no, no. Right. What'd you say? I, that right was to <laughs> respond to everything else you said. I didn't hear the pass out part. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just went like dead silent. I thought you like oh, no. fell asleep or something. I am tired though. <sighs> You're always tired. Yeah, I get up early. Uh, my alarm goes off 430 every morning. Can you believe I'm about to be 31 in like, you know, a few months? One month. Oh my gosh, it's April. In a month, I'm going to be 31. That's usually how it works every 12 months. Yeah, but doesn't it feel weird? You met me when I was 19. No. I never look at it like that. I have a bad memory. Thank God. <laughs> Because I don't want you to remember. So. Yeah, you know, I don't hold on to things. Like, that's why, I, that's how, how we're, I'm able to be cool with, I'm not really not cool with anyone on earth. I don't have a problem with anyone. But people always, like, a hot topic has been, like, do you communicate with your exes and shit like that? And I always say no. Like, I just, I've realized through the years, like, there is nobody that I used to talk to that could really, like, I mean, it's a, a couple people, I guess, but like nobody that like I don't communicate with my exes, and if that makes any sense, is no, that a you know, problem? It's just people know where they stand with me. Like it's over. I'm not going to be hitting you up. I'm not going to be, you know, trying to hit that still. Like no, that's it. It's over. Okay, that's the word. Those are two different things there. Now, just keeping it on like friendly terms, is that a problem? For no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't. Com- I, I was just saying that uh, I don't communicate with my exes. I just was um, talking to one of my exes earlier today. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> I just think it's. 
<laughs> but that, that's interesting to me because I struggle with that concept of like, and like when you share like such a, I don't know, intimate part of your life with somebody and then just to like, you know, you're friends with them, you have all these experiences with them and then it doesn't work out for whatever reason. And then, like, now this person has to just be, like, dead to me. I can't be friends with them Some no more. Some people think like that. I don't think like that. I just never really extend the olive branch. It's like, you over there, I'm over here. All right, you know. Life goes on to, like, the, how it was before we met. I wish you the best, but. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I know you're not like that. I just I'm more so speaking in general because I think it's more common that people do not well, most like people break up maybe like other. bad breakups like you know we've heard horror stories with bad breakups been through them whatever oh yeah that's true um I just always kind of get the it's not you it's me line that's how I always get have dumped. I ever been dumped I don't think I've ever been dumped No, I've never, I've never been mm. down before. No, you kicked me to the curb. So I wouldn't even me. say I kicked you to the curb. No, you gave me a "it's me, not you" line. Well, too. it definitely was me. It wasn't you. So that does <laughs> rank rane- <laughs> supreme. But when when you have multiple that's examples not, that of wasn't people lie, telling though. you, it's not. But I'm starting uh, to think it's me. Yeah, it's always you. <laughs> it's your life. So it's always you. But I'm really starting to think, like, I don't understand this. People tell me, they'll tell me that, like, oh, well, you know, you were perfect. This is perfect. Like, I was so fortunate to meet somebody that's, you know, this, this, and this. But I'm just not there or you ready want, for all that. And I'm want. just like, okay. Guys out there in the Pittsburgh area and beyond. Caitlin wants fam a family structure nothing more nothing less so if you still want to party every weekend with your homies if you still want to motherfucking act like a young boy and act like you're not ready to take care of and build a literally build a legacy if you're not you know a hundred percent in with her son you know what I'm saying if you don't want to have more kids then she's not the person for you that don't gotta happen right now, but yeah. like, you can't just be on some shit like you just, just winging it. Like, people, you know, thirty plus, most people thirty plus are not winging it anymore. It's just not all about having fun and just hanging with your friends. That shit is whack. At you know, yeah. and from her perspective, would th- would that be accurate? Yeah. It- Yes, it's a hundred that accurate. And I don't mind like people still going out and doing things like with their friends or whatever. But when it's at the expense of building, like you said, in my mind, an empire or legacy, then that's when it becomes problematic when shit's not balanced, when it's not even like when you're not putting in the same amount of effort of getting to know me as maybe you are worrying about who's at barroom for the night. Is barroom even still open? Why'd I say you've been you've been at this shit for a minute. I swear that closed like 15 <laughs> years ago. 
because don't get me wrong every now and then i like to go out you and i went out a few months ago and yeah, we had a fun. ball yeah like I'm not, I'm not like a party pooper you know i'm not dead i'm only 30 i like to go out and have fun and stuff but yeah. i'm to the point now where it's like yeah like i'm trying to really build on the things that are most important and at the end of the day like all my friends we all have an understanding like everybody is like married getting married settling down in their careers and so we you know we make time for each other when we can and when we can it's amazing and we cut up and we laugh we have fun but it like I don't know. That's just yeah. You got it. Nail on the head. That's I but nobody wants that. I mean, it's not even that people people don't realize what their purpose is, I think. You know what I'm saying? You can have this, you can have that, but it's like why? Why are you doing all of this? Until people tap into that why, what they're not gonna realize what's in front of them, what they have, what they can afford to lose, what they're working towards. So they're just they're willing to lose whatever because it just it just they have no no value to them, you know what I'm saying? They're just kind of floating. But when you know what your purpose is, you're not going to spend eight hundred dollars on a pair of sneaks. It's like no, I got to start investing. I got to do this. I can do. I can make you know. I can make better decisions, more important adult decisions. You um i've been reading a book and you put it on facebook the, the other day man. about no, it's an um, audio book i'm listening to it got the regular but i chose the audio version yeah yeah and you put on there about a woman who fights for you wants right. the best for you something yeah like that. the Can, quote do you was, know what i'm talking about um your woman is when your your woman is being hard on you because she loves you Right. And I identify with that because, and even as a co-parent, I identify as that. Like a lot of times when I am, like you said earlier, when I be cussing out or whatever, when I go hard and whatever, it's because I care. If there, I have two sides of me. I'm very Gemini is like, I'm either going hard because I love you and I care and I want us to win as, you know, partners or as whatever that person is in my life. Or no, it's either I you're going hard, and those are the people who win, or you're going to go hard because you want the person to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to track the progress. Like this motherfucker not losing enough. I need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't want anybody to lose. They're not around, around you no more. That's they what I'm lose, saying. Like, I they're lose. not around you, especially yeah. Like you, like man, you don't give oh, a fuck about them at all. Yeah. Once somebody crosses yeah, that's, you, that... it's over. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I believe in loyalty, like true loyalty, and I like these things sound so so common and simple, but I'm really starting to realize how rare it is, and that's why I think I'm able to have a friendship with somebody like you because you're one of those people who come from a time where. Things like loyalty yeah. matter. And like, you know, so I recognize that in you. And I'm like, all right, I'm not losing this person as somebody in my corner. Because to be honest, me and you could co-parent and do drop-offs and pickups. And we don't have to do all this extra stuff. 
but I, I want you around me as a friend because you, you are of that cloth of person. I just don't get, I don't get people nowadays. I'm like really struggling with people. Yeah. People suck. That's why when you run into the right people, you gotta, you know, hold on to them, especially if it's a nice, if it's a good fit. How did you start dating again? Because you swore you were well, never, never going to date again. I took dating off the table for a no, while. No, you did. Hold on. Excuse me. All the noise. I took dating off the table for a while and um, just focused on doing the things that I wanted to do. And one of the main things I wanted to do, I wanted to gain weight. So that was my, my only focus is just making sure that I was consistent in my workouts and eating more. I went from 180 pounds to 200 pounds. And uh, that's what made me feel good, made me feel better about myself. I started to get insecure about my body, you know what I'm saying, my looks and shit like that. Because I felt as though that was one of the things that I, was, I wasn't getting from my partner. But then it was like, I realized I've never looked for, I never, not, I never cared about how my partner thought I looked, but I became so insecure that I relied on my partner's approval and opinion on how I looked, their, you know, their entire thought process was like, I was just tapped into like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And it just would leave me hanging every time. So anyway, after I, after the relationship was over with, I just focused on myself. That's all to make a long story short, focused on myself and made sure that I was doing the things that made me happy. You know what I mean? Wow, that's that is probably out of anything you've ever said to me ever. I've never really been so caught off guard by that last hmm. sentiment you just shared. Because anybody from the outside looking at you, there's never like a time like I would have never thought you would ever even know what it feels like to be insecure because you're so fit. And like you're, you know, an attractive man and you're so in shape. So like, how could you feel insecure? That's, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like, not saying that you don't, or I'm not questioning you, but that is just, yeah. I'm just kind of saying it rhetorical. Well, I, like still, myself. I still am That's insecure, wild. you know what I'm saying? But I don't let it control me. It's, it's, you know, I guess there's certain levels to this shit, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm definitely, uh not as secure as people would would think definitely not and that, and that's uh-huh i have the same i have the same feeling right just to be honest i feel like whenever i found out that beyonce got cheated on i remember thinking to myself if beyonce got cheated on there's no hope for any of us and that's kind of how I feel right now. Like if Sam feels insecure about his body, <sighs> then there is no. I mean, mine's is different though. Like <laughs> people will be like, "Oh, you're in great shape." No, I think I'm in terrible shape. Like, because I have my own goals. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I'm. I'm not saying I look like you know whoever else, but you know, I'm, I'm fighting my own fight here. Like, like for instance, like the only fitness goal is to not be skinny. That's it. I don't care about having the best biceps and the best chest or anything like that. Uh, I'm about to start getting more competitive in my training and, and like, I'm about to start competing at something, but I don't care about none of that. I just don't want to be small.
Yo. Hey. Must have got cut off there. Yeah, that's okay because we we're about to hit the uh, hour hour point, anyways. But um, yeah. So that that was a uh, an eye opening was- moment for me in the Sam Trank story for sure. Hmm. Well, I'm glad I was able to share that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that identify with that for different reasons. We got to start posting shorts from these videos. I know what, like honestly, from I these, have from these uh, recordings, like a little short segment. So, yeah, we can do that. And I have so many ideas and and plans for this podcast. And you know, I'm ready to invest and really, you know, amp it up a little bit with visuals. And we've talked whatever. We're not going to say all that, but yeah. that this quarantine stuff, I we can't do anything but <laughs> remote. <Yeah. pod. laughs> So we're That's just like fact. sitting ducks right now. But yeah, we're going to be more consistent with it. And uh, like I said, we got a few ideas and get some more guests on here. And we're 15 episodes in. So it's time to like, you know, turn it up a little bit. Facts. Well, yeah, well, we're going to um, definitely put that into place. And hold on. I'm looking at this. Uh thing on my phone I saw your brother post on Instagram for the first time in a long time that on air with Sir is back oh god (laughs) wait stop do you remember the last time we listened to that Uh we loved it then it was like it got like like real deep (laughs) no we were tuned in every Friday night I remember it it was years ago and we were tuned in every Friday night. This was before Dominic was even born, I feel like. Or Anyway, and remember, something happened. We're going to have to call Tim when he's available and get him on the podcast. Something happened between Sir and his lady at the time, I believe. It was so strange, yo. <laughs> and the last episode was like borderline suicidal. And I remember we were listening to it like. Like, yo, and- what is going to happen? And then it just nothing for years. And now I saw Tim post that he's back. So we got to touch base with Tim. See what's going on. And introduce our listenerships to On Air with Sir. See what's going on over yeah, there. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, so. All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, we got a solid hour in and for nothing going on. Right <laughs> in the world, I will say Joe Budden hit on his live. He's been going live like all day long for the last couple days. Drake was on there yesterday. Did you see? Yeah, it? it was hilarious. Did you see him in the comments? The stuff he was saying. No, I just saw the little clips. Drake is really Drake has great comedic timing. He's very funny. He was going back and forth with Rory, uh, the co-host on the podcast, the white co-host. And I was crying, laughing. Like, he is really funny. And it was cool to see him in there because, like, I know Joe's a celebrity, but there was really only, like, 15,000 people in there. So it's funny to see him still, like, you know, do things that don't involve hundreds of thousands of people. Yo, yo. I don't know what happened. Pressing this video on Instagram. I think Stop pressing videos. I didn't. I just realized what it was. 
<laughs> anyway, we were talking about Drake and his comedic timing. Yeah, Drake is is hilarious, yo. He's really funny. Do you see that um, adult porn star or whatever tried to get at him, and he was like, "You look like you're still a member of uh, a G unit." No, I I didn't see that. Yeah, it was really funny. It was in Joe Budden's live. Like she was on live with him. And she was trying to shoot her shot, and he was like, "Respect with the most respect, you look like you still belong to a member of G Unit or something like that." <laughs> it was pretty funny, but yeah. So, what's your who's has who has your favorite live so far? Honestly, like I keep saying this, and I don't feel like anybody that I've been saying it to is listening to me. These. IG battles like between like like the T Pain and uh Little John one was a good one. Uh the Neo and Joanna or however you say his name, that one was a good one. I love these IG battles. I think that Yeah, it'd be lit. Do you, do you ever see me comment? No, I haven't, but I honestly I think that this is very interesting what's happening right now. And I think business is going to change, especially in the music industry and entertainment industry. I think it's going to really change, like, in a major way after all of this. Yeah. Because... I mean, you're really, like, direct-to-consumer. Yeah, and think about it like this. That one live I was in the other day with... um, uh, uh, Oh, shoot, who was in it? Scott Scott Storch and... um, Manny Fresh. Fresh. There was like 200,000 people in there. That's insane. So I can only imagine, like, you know, think about it, like, artists you said at one point have to tour. You know what I mean? And, like, different things like that. I mean, they still always will because people love concerts. But imagine this replacing that or, or in addition to that. Where a platform comes and creates where you, you know, you pay your, imagine if all those people had to pay $40 for a ticket. Right. To watch their favorite go live. And interact and what, and with all these celebrities and whatever. So I, I could have, I will imagine that. You could pay to call in and get on live, you know, talk to them personally in front of everybody in the world. I would imagine that there's going to be some like major changes or some additions to like business opportunities that come from this because that costs nothing and it, you can gain anything. Like if you were a major company and wanted to put in a little advertisement there, you know, you're advertising to 200,000 people tune into an Instagram live. Like there's like, easy, easy, easy way for artists to make money is charge people to call in. Man, these people out here will, will call in left and right. I could talk to you for 30 minutes. I would pay. If I could talk to Dame Dash or listen to somebody like for 30 minutes to an hour, or maybe not even that long. Like, you would talk, you would pay to talk to Dame Dash? In theory, sure. If you had to pick one person to call, who would you call? Like in video talk to chat? Dead or alive? Um, probably Gary V. Who's Gary V? Gary V is the man. I've contemplated unfollowing everyone on Instagram except him. 
Gary V. Check out Gary V. G A R Y V E E. Gary V. He's the man. He's a motivational speaker. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I thought I he I thought I knew who he was. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he got the best page on Instagram. It's not even close. Really? Not even close. Yeah. I would have thought you to say Deion Sanders or something. No, Deion cool. I thought that's the first person I thought of, but Deion. I mean, he could help me with what I want to with what I want to do, but from as far as some business shit, I would rather talk to Gary V, because Gary V gonna really hype you up and tell you exactly what you need to hear in thirty seconds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know who I'd like to talk to if I, for a business idea, for some reason, is the dude that's with Meek that owns the Seventy Sixers. What's his name? Michael Rubin. And- yeah, he just seems like a, I don't know, like a good business guy, but also like a really down-to-earth person that like now, because of Meek maybe, understands like, you know, regular he gets people. it. Yeah. He's not, he's not fully oblivious to what's going on around him. So Yeah, so like he would understand the importance of like a non-profit organization in a community like you know, if somebody wanted to do something like that or the importance of, like, small business. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he seems like he would understand that as well. Right. Yeah, so. But if I had to pick anybody to, to like, really just talk to, you know who I'm picking. Beyonce. Come on. I mean, (laughs) like, what woman wouldn't? People hate her, though, for some reason. They hate success. People are going to find a way you got Can you believe you... that there's people that say like she can't like sing or dance? Like there's people out here that will really try to say she can't sing and dance. You said she couldn't dance once. I said she's not the best dancer. Like as far as like dancing and like she ain't the best. She don't even look the best doing it. Look at her background dancers. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you're off. She's the total package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Because you're right. Like like I get what you're saying, saying, but when you put her with everything, no comparing. So, like, I I always compare myself—not compare myself, but always look at my to Beyonce in football. No, (laughs) my skill set in football, and I I would look at other wide receivers. I think that I'm one of the best wide receivers ever, but there are certain reasons why I didn't advance, or I maybe didn't wow everyone. It's because I'm not as big. I'm not as strong. You know what I'm saying? I may not have be as, you know, have a good enough timing or I may not know the playbook as well to impress the coaches. So all these things count. So it could be a guy in front of me that's like clearly not as talented as me, but he does all the right things. He's just always on time. He's always in the right place. That counts for something. You know what I'm saying? But I think Beyonce is that – I mean, obviously, Beyonce is the greatest, but when it comes to her dancing, like she's always on point. That's one of the things that people love about her is like she be hitting all them dance moves. No one says that she looks super fine or whatever doing it. No one cares about that. And they're just looking at it, it's like perfection. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at other people's shows, it don't be like that. So I think that's what stick what Beyonce sticks out or excels at is being a perfectionist at the small things. Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> I feel like a loser now, kind of. Why? 
because we started early on in the podcast and I said, I'm over here just trying to survive and maintain. And now I'm sitting here thinking like about people like Beyonce and Kobe Bryant and shit. And I'm like, man, if I don't get my sad ass out of this. Yeah, like I just saw a clip, um, a Tyler Perry clip, actually, is of Medea. Medea was telling somebody. Um, somebody sent this wait, clip to me. Wait, I know, wait, I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. knows I don't like Medea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, my homegirl. Hit me with a Medea quote. Hold on. <laughs> Let me preface this. My homegirl sent me a video. She said that her dad and her aunt sent it to her. It's like a mo- like a pick me up type John. That's like, you need to watch this shit actually. But anyway, Medea was uh, <laughs> Medea. I just can't. I don't even know you, yo. Like I, it's. I'm trying to listen, but I. Yo, she sent it to me. She wanted me to watch it, so I watched it. And the first, you know, minute, I'm like, okay, this is like some real shit. And Medea was just schooling this dude on, um, on basically, you know, somebody want to walk out your life, let them walk. You know what I'm saying? That's basically that was basically the the gist of it. Yeah, I know, but this is just I've seen like I agree. I've seen Medea movies or clips or whatever, and I like like Like, it was the the play too. (laughs) But but hearing you right now in this moment share this with me. (laughs) For those who don't know, her we she knows. If anyone on Earth knows. Caitlin knows how much I do not like Medea. And like I just through the years, you couldn't you would never catch me watching Mr. Brown, none of that corny shit. <laughs> or anything close to it. Like anything you're not just Medea specifically. Like you're not into that kind of stuff at all. You don't even like watching, like I'm surprised you like the like you are a very a very much so a realist when it comes to your entertainment. Like you like to watch movies that reflect things that you actually have experienced or know to be true like right you like documentaries like you like that kind of stuff you're not into like horror movies or like you know like like yesterday i watched the avengers for the first time my girl's trying to get into into like superheroes and shit like that and i was watching uh i was watching um i would say we were watching movies the other night or probably a couple weeks ago and we were watching Spider-Man. And then Dominic was watching it. He was like, he was telling us the entire movie. I'm like, yo, when did you watch this? Because I've done, yeah. I damn sure, I don't watch the movies. He knew we everything. We watch them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, that's uh, um, Iron Man. But Iron Man did this and da 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 And this is just this Spider-Man. He was telling me the whole thing. I was like, damn. Yeah, he loves, he's really into um Marvel, especially Marvel, but you know, in all those movies, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I like, don't even know what the difference is. Oh well, I remember. I remember Marvel <laughs> versus Capcom. Capcom. Capcom isn't Tony? Like, uh, isn't Tony really into? Yeah, but Marvel? see, Tony, I I got Tony's sports side. Tim got his like action figure side and all that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? How you get like aside from your brother? Like, That's just how it happened. <laughs> That's just how it happened, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That really made my day hearing you quote Medea. You know, Sammy, you have really, really, really changed. Like, 
in such great ways. And it's just really at this point in my life, we've talked about it here and there, but I just really enjoy um, our friendship now, like as, you know, in co-parents or whatever. And I'm glad we started this podcast because listening to you talk about different, your, your outlooks on things and stuff you're doing now, whatever, it, it's just, some of it makes me laugh. Some of it makes me so proud of you and some of it shocks me but you have really just changed so much and have grown so much well thank you you're welcome and i'm still in the same place it's not you me ass having in the bed can't get my shit together so (laughs) (laughs) i can't take it don't be too hard on yourself Mm. you've changed as well we're all changing we're all getting better Mm debatable so anything else for episode 15 15 we gotta do we our better jewel, be at we a quarantine do our jewels by, of the week yeah we better be at a quarantine by episode 20 that's for sure i'm yeah. being quarantined on my birthday yo when is your birthday may 21st stop playing with me <laughs> that used to make me so mad you used to be like uh I, what color are your eyes i thought you had blue eyes yeah, I'm still not 100% sure about that. It's green, oh. right? Yes, they're green. And I'm very proud of my eyes. It's all I have. So, give me my credit. You got more than eyes. Um, you got nice hair. I will literally kill you. What? I have all my teeth. I don't have all my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're going. We're derailing because I'm just not stable I'm tired. right now. You're tired and I'm not stable and this is liable to just go. Yeah, like this weird. could this could take a, a turn for the worst. So before <laughs> I say anything crazy, let's uh, sign off. Wait, What's you, your jewel of the week? Oh, my jewel of the week? Um, Just show up. And that is in life. Just, you know, every single day, hop about to bed and pay yourself first. Just show up. So you basically co-signing what I said earlier, like I should just be happy with myself that I'm getting up out of bed. No, I didn't say just getting out of bed. I said, (laughs) anyway, what's your jewel of the week? (laughs) Uh, My jewel of the week, I don't feel like I'm in a position to give anybody advice. My jewel of the week is... uh, my jewel of the week. I don't have a jewel of the week, yo. I'm, I'm down and out. And just, I guess that's my jewel of the week. Sometimes you're not going to have it all figured out. And that's okay. Thanks. Just pray on it and keep it pushing. Well, it's Untitled Unmastered Podcast, episode 15. You've just been gigsified. Oh, wait, is this new? <laughs> You you've been practicing that. That's that's what that's the sad part. If there was anything <laughs> sad we could take from that, you've been practicing that. I know you have. I got another one too. Oh, uh, it's gonna be my is this, new job. Is this written down? You're entering the gig zone. Oh god, there's gonna be like flames or explosions behind that. <laughs> you love explosions. Goodbye, Speedy. <laughs> till till we talk again, man. Over and out. <laughs>